Hello, Weebs, new and old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Universe, the podcast that aims to gather anime knowledge to the worldwide and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me, as always, is our novice, Will. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, Sam, I've noticed that sometimes when we have these chats that you often have a highly decorated room in some weird little figurines that, you know, I just thought you might want to sort of explain to me, like, what is going on there, because... Uh, you want me to talk about Gunpla? I want you to talk Are about Are you opening Gunpla? this worm? Yes, please do. You want me to talk about Gunpla? Then let's talk about some Gunpla. Okay, so before we get into anything else, this is one of my passions. I love giant robots. You know this about me, Will. Yep. If there's a giant robot in an anime, in a show... Whether it in be a supermarket. Pacific Rim, in a supermarket, and you know what? Living here in Japan, sometimes there are giant robots here in the supermarkets. Yeah, I love them. And what's so amazing about Gundam, in the sense um, as a franchise, is that they basically survive off of selling plastic model kits so that you can build your favourite giant robot. This has been the case ever since the show first came out in 1979. Um, the stipulation for the show was, show me as many different robot designs as you can, and then so you can, can tell your story products. about... Absolutely. So but... is, it, is it an advert for the toy? Is that what you're telling me? It's The whole show is just an advert to sell more toys? Okay, have you heard of, of critically acclaimed uh, Transformers? Yes. Yes? Yes. Fun fact, that was an anime to begin with, and the entire point of Transformers is that it is to sell model kits. Or I think I Not even that. for Transformers. It's yeah, it's not just the toys. model kits, it's yeah. the toys. And yeah. it worked. I had, um, them. I had Transformers toys. Absolutely. Worked for me. As as a grown adult man, I am still buying into Gunpla. I've built two separate models this week alone. Um, on oh my god! Just a whim. Like I I love it. It's and it's really satisfying as well. I think for the UK and maybe America, model building is seen as quite a niche thing. It's seen as quite a military um, otaku niche. Like, right, yeah. Oh, I'll get like a. I think growing up, surely you had the the snap kit models of like a Spitfire or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Of course, everyone, everyone's granddad bought them that those for their birthday and Christmas. Like that was like the go to thing. It's because they that was they, the gift. That was the gift. It's because they had fond memories of the war. You know, that's what it was, and they just had to get you had fond, to get fond memories of the war <laughs> that they didn't participate in. Yeah. Hey, speak for yourself. Outing our ages, like, immediately. (laughs) I've got a beard, dude. But yeah, like... Yeah, go on, carry on. you got the beard, you got the facial hair. Yeah. You're running it. I get it. So, model kits, right? This is our equivalent of the war. This is our... Yeah, so... (laughs) In the the modern day, now that kind of military chic, as it were, is kind of a bit more frowned upon and less embraced by uh, like a wide population um the solution is well what about fictional giant war machines of course so we have these gunpla we the have the logical next step um the logical next step for a lot of stuff i've actually got a box here of one that i'm about Great. to build i'll show you Good. And I, I, so i can show you and show the viewers at home and the listeners what this is all about so this Oh, yeah. is Gunpla. Okay, so it's a big robot. This is the new Gundam. It is a big robot. Look, right, look how big he is. Look how robot I'm going to find out. I'm going to find that and find out how much it costs in UK pounds. It? Um, it's, it's not that expensive. 
Honestly, most kits sit between one to two thousand yen um, in terms of sales. So in British money, that's about six to twelve oh, pounds. Was this, is this the Gundam? Sorry, Spanish. I'm going off memory because I can't see it anymore. Is this the Gundam RX nine three V two High V? No, it's not oh. the High V. The High the, and in V, it's it's new. So it's the High New Gundam. Oh no, that's so what it says. That's what it what says. I have. It says High New in back yeah, in brackets, no. but it's High V. Yeah, high new. So this this symbol here means new because you know you got to make it complicated and sound cool. For oh right, okay. Everybody. So on the so, on the on the UK website, it says it says both. It says high V brackets high new. Okay. High V high new. Yeah. yeah okay. So the the V is means new. Okay. Um, so basically, it doesn't mean five. You get the uh, the the robot. Sorry. Yeah. It, it could mean five, but yeah. it doesn't mean five. Okay. So you get the robot. You have your robot. From your uh, your favourite Gundam TV show, whether that's a Universal Century, from Gundam Wing, Gundam Seed, whatever. Is this and your favourite robot? It then comes out. I'm, I'm going to just keep throwing this questions is... at you and interrupting you. Just to You're going to keep... Your... And that's yeah. fine. And I will keep responding could... to them. No, yeah, I can just see the frustration. Just like, just let me talk about Gundam. Just let me talk about Gundam. It's, it's, it's gun time. <laughs> this is my special interest. <laughs> like, and, it, and you're throwing me off. Does it have flashing lights? <laughs> like, does it come with batteries? It doesn't... Well... It depends. Like, if you are big into the Gunpla scene, um, there is a big um, world championship and regional championships where you show off your models that you build, and some people will decide Wait, to competition put style. LED lights into it. Yeah, so it's like um, you submit your Gunpla, like whether it is just that you well, it's from a them. kit, but then there's customizable aspects to it. Oh. <laughs> so. If you want to customize your Gunpla, um, you c- there's like spray paints and some people build dioramas. They uh, recreate yeah, scenes cool. from the anime. They make it look like it is a cell shaded uh, version of the uh, the robot. What and they cell shaded mean? And uh, cell shaded being like, um, oh god, um, <laughs> it's an animation style that makes it look like it is very cartoony. So it's okay. like lots of bright primary colors. Um, yeah. thick outlines, kind of like early doors. Uh, like if you think Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker, that is cell shading, like sure. that style. So all of that comes from this. And right. for audio only listeners, this is probably not so great, but it is plastic <laughs> yeah. on True. runners. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's you, a model. What kit. you do is you you cut it all out. It's all yeah, different colors. It's, it's a kit. It's why is it all different? All colors? different colors. Aren't you supposed to paint it? Uh, is it no, so this is the joy of Gunpla, and this is what I really like paint. about it, is that you don't have to buy paints, you don't have to buy pens, like, everything comes as is, and you can build a good-looking oh, yeah. figure, good-looking model, without having to get into painting and um, more fine details. Like, if you get into Warhammer, hmm. a lot of that is painting the miniatures, yeah, making yeah. them look They've got a Warhammer really shop and, and in the city. Like mental, a whole shop yeah. just for Warhammer. Like, okay, cool. You yeah, got a little, like it is a huge industry for for Warhammer, and especially in today's market. That is like shop. Like people can't afford to keep shops open now, when it's like Warhammer's doing fine. Sure, great. Yeah. Um, people are turning up every week and buying more miniatures. Yeah, but with Gunpla, you kind of the barrier to entry is reduced so much because yeah. you don't have to paint it. All the plastic is there in the right colors. There are stickers for the decals. Everything is part of the kit that you're spending absolute pittance on. Like it, how, it's um, not an expensive hobby to get into. How is the uh, job at Gunpla 
um, going at the minute? You know, how is how is the job <laughs> in advertising for Gunpla? And advertising for Gunpla, honestly, Gunpla, Bandai. If you want to sponsor me to talk about Gunpla, like <laughs> I will do, do that. Free. I'll gladly do that. I'm doing it already. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, give them a few extra models; they'll be fine. Um, yeah, honestly, just send me the latest kit. I'm there. So, how much did but that kit this in particular cost you? Because I want to compare prices to UK. Kit, so this kit cost me the. It should be on the box actually. Let me have a look. Uh, this cost me two thousand seven hundred and fifty yen, which is, which in UK money, as I ask my Google machine, what did I say two seven fifty. That is seventeen pounds. So for less than twenty quid, mm. you are getting something that. And this is another thing that's really good about um, this twenty five quid on the UK side. Just saying. Nice. So, well, the markup, you've got to... So, oh my God, like the, the tangents yep. I can see before me, the paths yep. before me. So, first thing, yep. cost-wise, mm. all Gunpla are made in Japan at what are called the Gun- Gundam bases. The Gundam bases in Yokohama and the Gundam base Sounds in cool Tokyo, you know, Daiba. It's a Gundam base. It is, it is rad. And they have the life-size statues there. So mm. I've talked to you before about how I've been to see the unicorn statue and the Yokohama moving Gundam. Yeah. Incredible experiences to just go and see the sheer scale of these um, big models. Okay. And all of the kits are made in these locations. So to then sell Inside them the Gundam itself. You have to import them. It's just a lot of people yeah, just working I, away. I just want to pilot a Gundam. That's all I want to do. <laughs> so... That's the first thing. So they're, they're made in Japan. And that's why when you buy them in the UK or you buy them um, at local hobby shops, they are usually a little bit more expensive if you're not in the country because they have to be exported and there's like shipping costs and all that kind of thing. Mm. But for, you said 22, 25 pounds? Yeah, 25 pounds. That's still decent. And if you think about the time invested into making these models, these take between... They don't look that complicated, to be fair they're really not and the instructions are great like if I dig out (laughs) the the instruction kit like everything you don't have to speak Japanese everything is literally like pictograms diagrams it tells you exactly what to do and like the way round all the pieces should be it's idiot proof and this will last you maybe three to five hours depending on how like into it you are yeah and what i find they, is it's just really relaxing do they do speed building yeah where it's like here's your gundam oh yeah go. absolutely yeah no, well there's there's um, they stream it at the like gundam base big over the top commentators going oh, I don't oh but yeah he's broken up five pieces at the same time he's built two legs he's simultaneously building it. he's starting with the head what a bizarre strategy let's see if it pays <laughs> off for him cotton <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, we're we're here today at the 2023 Gunpla Speed Building Competition, and what what's this? He's he's dual building. He's <laughs> building a Zaku and a Gundam at the same time. I've never seen such dexterous moves with a honestly, hand before. Honestly, you've convinced me. How is there not an anime of this already? Like it just makes perfect sense. Well, funnily enough, <laughs> there is <laughs> not of speed building. We just made so, up a sport. <laughs> And not not speed already building, an anime. but 
so because Gunpla is so popular and has become such a big thing, especially with international audiences over the past couple of years, especially with the pandemic, like people staying at home, needing yeah, something yeah. to do to fill the days. Um, yeah, they have released what's called Gundam Build Fighters. And this is an anime based around people who build Gunpla based. Yeah. So it's super meta. They build the Gunpla in the show based on the anime that exists within the show and then they fight with their Gunpla. So they scan the Gunpla and the Gunpla what, fights. Sort of like action figure style, like pew pew, pew pew, pew pew, pew pew. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Nah. <laughs> and like they get damaged and it's like, no, I've lost. It's like it's full on like sports anime shonen. Like, but it's Gunpla, and it is amazing. It's, like, one of the best-reviewed Gundam shows oh of God. all time. Like, Gundam is very much war is tragedy and terrible. Yeah. And then this turned up in, like, 2015, and it was like, but what if we fought with our plastic action figures <laughs> and made the best show ever? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's just perfect. So, yeah. yeah. Gunpla is, strange place. is amazing, and it's addictive. The issue that I want to kind of cycle back to that started this whole conversation with the many figures that are on my shelf is for Do all the figures the that are on tools? my shelf. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was about to like reach. I, I can see from where I'm like where I'm sitting. I can see the, the scalpel that I use to like, like stuff like, yeah. and I have the God hand nippers to like get everything off of the runners. Okay. Yeah. So sorry. I'm yeah. fully in. Go, go, carry on with your big point. I just wanted to interrupt. No, of course. Like interrupting is like the cornerstone of everything that we do here. Mm-hmm. Um, yet yeah, it's addictive, podcast. and I find myself when I go into town and I see a kit that I want, I'll buy it. And so that has resulted in I now have maybe seven kits that are just unbuilt, that are just lying there waiting for me to have like four to five hours of free time to build them. Yeah. No, that's fair. That, I mean, that's good. and so a lot of people like to associate gunpla builders with crack addicts because we're addicted. We can't stop buying the kits, but we just don't build the kits. <laughs> yeah, I always hear about those crack addicts that buy the crack and just don't smoke it and that, just leave it. It's a really good comparison. Just hang on to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. On a on another note, back to the website. Um. Why is this one £165? Is it... What grade is it? Uh, we didn't even talk about grades. Jesus Christ. Uh, so... This is... Uh, it doesn't say... HG? It's Yolo, Yolo Park Movie Edition Shockwave. Oh. Um, I don't know. The highly detailed... <laughs> yeah, like... The more... Intricate the, the models and the more movie. detailed... Ah. Oh, it's, a, oh it's, a, it's an actual Transformer then, I guess. It's from the Bumblebee movie. Yeah. Um, so Bandai are very good at making um, broad kits and within grades, you have high broad. grade, which is kind of like your... Yeah. 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 Just make your own broad. Just in a big river. As broad as you like. Big broad. Big river broad. Sorry. So, some of the jokes will land. Some of them won't. It's fine. Take your pick. Uh, yeah, it's all carry good. on. Like no no I no I thought that had that had uh, that had potential. Let, yeah. Let's dig into it. Let's, no, let's, let's keep not. going. Let's move no. on. So <laughs> what, what you're saying about broad kits? What are these broad kits that you mentioned? Please, so please divulge. With the with the grades, you have entry grade, which are like super simple, like 
everything is kind of pre-built, but the detail is a lot lower. Um, it's literally like snap off a piece, click it together, boom, there's your model. It doesn't maybe look as good or have as many details from the show, but you can get it done in like an hour. Then you have High Grade, which is the kit that I showed you uh, today, the new Gundam. Uh, that's more detail, takes a lot more. To, you have to like individually build the joints and the hands and the, the armor. Then you've got Master Grade, which are... And, and the scale changes as well. So like for the yeah, High Grade, one it's 1 to 144. Yeah, so that would be a Master Grade. So Master Grade is 1 in 100. More detail, the model kit is bigger and has uh, way more intricate details all over the kit so cartoony and plasticky and then you've got the real grades which are like special redesigns that are meant to be like mechanically accurate and they are back to being one to 144 scale but the detail on them is insane i've got two real grade kits that i'm like getting ready to build and i don't think i'm ready for them yet i'm just like Right. There's too much pressure. If oh, I wait, get it wrong, did you say one to sixty? Ruined. One to sixty, I think, is it's not master grade. Perfect grade, I think. One to sixty is perfect grade. Yes, that will and be. That ah, just... So I was thinking because it doesn't tell you what it is, but it's got the initials. So this is PG. So that must be perfect grade. Perfect grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, this is a PG GN001 Gundam Exia one to sixty. Oh, the Exia. I have an Exia. That, I have a high-grade Exia on my shelf. It looks very classic. From like, Gundam 00. It, when I think of Gundam, that's what I sort of envision. That's like, what you think. Is it quite a, like, is it one of the, it, quite a big... Gundam sort of- 00 was very popular, especially with women, because it was just like a bunch of really attractive protagonists oh, right, who okay. piloted Gundams. And the Exia It's got a little pilot like, with it. Yeah, it'll have a little Setsuna that like goes into the cockpit and you can... Yeah. So the thing with that is like you have to then paint the pilot. But uh, um, yeah. So I have as well, I've got an 86 uh, model kit oh, wow, from really that anime, the, the Spidery Mechs. Um, and that came with the Commander from 86, but unpainted. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But I have to paint it. And I'm like, oh, do I want to buy the paints? <laughs> so yeah, that is... I like how they're very, very, very. I like how you can manipulate mm. them a lot. Like you, you don't have to just. Ha- it doesn't. Just oh like... yeah, the posability is yeah. incredible. Like I'll send you a picture that you can maybe uh, throw up on this mm. of my most recent two builds: the Strike uh, Gundam and the Force Impulse Gundam. And I've got them posed like you then buy stands that you then have to build like model kit wise to then. Mm. Like lift them into the air so that you can have them like flying and stuff. Oh, so it doesn't come with the stand. That's misleading. Give me the stand. Some of them come with the stand. It depends on what you buy. Okay. And again, accessibility wise, super cheap. Get into it. It's a good investment of time. And you get a really cool thing that you can say, I built that on the the wall. It says a special base is included as well. So I'm assuming it comes. There you go. Okay, cool. You should look into it. This is 175 quid, though. I ain't buying this. Yeah. Maybe you just go for a high-grade cool. Grandpa it's got, Gundam. It's got, like, um, it looks like it's got... I mean, I don't know anything about Gundam, but it looks like it's got the way that you get into the Gundam at the back. Like, it comes off and... Look, I don't know. Oh, like a like a, like, a gantry way. Yeah, like a little capsule at the back that sort of um, comes out from the, the main thing. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, yeah, it looks very cool. Um, I do like building. I have looked at model kits in general. I haven't bought much. My my biggest thing um, is the um, leg the Lego Technic stuff. So like, yeah. Oh, here he goes. He's got it. This is the Porsche. Yeah. I remember you building that. This took ages to build. And, um, it's very, it's like, it's one of the, I don't know whether this one in particular is, but I was looking at, looking at some new models and they're like, I'm going to put it over here for now. Um, the 18 plus in like terms of build difficulties, like for adults only. And it's like, how, how, how is that? Like, surely. I mean, How I get do you decide on the difficulty of something to build? Yeah, it seems a very high standard. Like you have to be of legal adult age in order to build this. It's like you can. Can dr- you drink? Can you can you- build this car. <laughs> you have to be drunk to build this. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself a whiskey. Sit down. Put on some nice slow music and start building this Lego car. Yeah. You fucking man child. Yeah, but it has got um, like working steering and the engine sort of like the pistons and stuff all go and stuff so it's it is fairly complex but um yeah no i think on a cheap of a on a sort of uh, like you say the entry level for this sort of thing um and just this sort of therapeutic i think model building in general is is, is a really sort of it's un- so underrated hobby. switch your brain off yeah and just like this week has been quite stressful for me in my personal life and to be able to just sit down and build something and like doing something with my hands i'm not just vegging out like scrolling twitter for a thousand yeah. hours i'm not just no, watching yeah. stuff i've got like a <laughs> I'm watching show going in the background and building stuff <laughs> and building oh yeah i mean i think but yeah it's like, good therapy like i think you know doing anything yeah where you your hands are busy and you have to concentrate practical a right bit. yeah practical i think there's a lot to be said for that so. and you just kind of switched off you're not like connected to stuff and it, it, it yeah. feels good when you finish it and and when you start posing it and you start to like look at what you've created yeah it's, there, there is a real sense of accomplishment there and so i would highly recommend even if you're just grabbing an entry level kit because they have an entry grade that you can like pick up yeah try out some gunpla just find I, something that looks cool for you pick it up give it a go my problem is though that i like challenge and if i see if are, are they do they in if you're you get just like gonna a, grab the perfect grade straight off the bat <laughs> and then give up because you can't build one of the arms yeah maybe i'll start off maybe i won't do that i i just rate myself though i rate myself i reckon i could do it but well uh you back yourself yeah absolutely um okay yeah so when i come back in the summer i'll bring you a i'll bring <laughs> you a really complicated kit and I'll be like all right then yeah. Show me. Game on. <laughs> we'll, do a, we'll we'll start the speed building championships, me and you. We'll just be like, bring bring one for you, bring one for me. We'll sit there. We'll video it. Same we'll Throw kit. it up. It'll on be, your marks. Yeah. Get set. It'll, it'll be and the new phenomenon in the world. Everyone will be, everyone will be on it from <laughs> then on. Oh my God, that would be so cool. We're doing it. Right. Okay. Should we uh, move on? All right. Let's move on. Okay. So, well, I know that there is a genre of anime that you are particularly fond of. Yeah? Is it isekais? Of course it's isekais. Uh, you love an isekai. Don't yeah. you? I don't, don't you? know, do I? Don't, yes. I'm forcing you to love isekai. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, let's let's talk about an isekai. Which isekai should we talk about, Sam? Uh, we're going to talk about the hottest and most 
contemporary isekai that is the one that is on the lips of every person who has been watching anime for this past season we're going to be talking about the eminence in shadow okay uh, will what did you think of the first three episodes of the eminence in shadow what's going on who are our characters what's the plot all questions i asked throughout this show <laughs> and continue to ask yeah. going into episode three <laughs> genuinely um very confused by what is happening in this show the first episode seems to be like just a bit of a a, a, a ruse a misdirect like, almost yeah it is yeah it's just we're gonna throw you into this regular world which seems very sort of it reminds me of um the film kick-ass um, is just like this yes. vigilante, vigilante wears a mask, goes around defending the city, um, and then the we get Slayer. and then it just suddenly takes a re- at the end of the episode. I tell you what, my habit of sort of not watching post credit sequences I could have very yeah. easily have just, but there was so much, there was so <laughs> much left on the time. I was like, I'll just click through and make double check that there's nothing after the let's just credits just be thing. sure. I would have I I if I hadn't have watched that last segment. I think my I would I would have just sort of had even less of a clue than I do now. Because, you would have been completely in the dark. Episode yeah, two starting. There is so much right. So yeah, the first. So yeah, I still really don't know what this show is trying to be or where where what is what is happening. So I'm, the main character we thought was going to be this Nishino girl, and that's like who, the yep. point of view from the first episode and then it suddenly shifts into kagano over to over to sid sid kagano sid Sid. okay we'll go with sid sid yeah Yeah. just a full-on just just normal ass name and i love it yeah there is only one other sid in in media right uh yeah sid from final fantasy the one that has existed in every single final fantasy there's a different sid every single time no it's sid the sloth Obviously. Oh no, that's well, that's with an S. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, fine. Be better. S- <laughs> Sorry, Sid with a C. I mean, I did know that because I watched it in. <laughs> I watched it in sub today. I didn't watch it in dub. Yeah. yeah, very good. Um, so Sid is then becomes a protagonist out of the blue, and he yep, Mushoku Tensei's his way into this. <laughs> isekai world of fantasy and basically it's mishoku tensei he's got his memories as a baby he wields magic and tries to manipulate the world to his own design but also like he wants to become the eminence in shadow yeah so if you haven't seen the first three episodes go watch it oh sam can you put in a come back can you put in a warning at some point because i'm like if people haven't seen this, we're spoiling everything right now. Um, but if you haven't seen this, go see it. We are about to spoil the first three episodes. We already have in, in base. So there are... We, we have spoiled the first episode of the Amazon <laughs> Shadow. Yeah, no, it, like, there is a full-on bait and switch in the yeah, first episode. Like, yeah. I watched this as it was airing, and I was like, oh, brilliant. We're going to have some sort of, like, really cool, grounded, like anime about this guy who wants to be a hero and he's using the two the crowbars to like beat up bad guys and he's like he's, he's crowbar super man. powerful and it's it's crowbar man beating up bad guys whenever you can and i was really into that and i was like i love this and then the end of episode one happens and i'm like 
What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What is? It's an isekai. What do you mean it's an isekai? And yeah. there, there's the slight perception that maybe he threw himself in front of that truck. Yeah. Like he was training, but also, did he think that this would work? Like, mm, I don't know. So, what I want, what, what I, what, what I think the big takeaway for me is. This show, and I don't know what it is, I don't know how to really put my finger on it, or how to really articulate it, but it it seems like he's not, he's in control of this world somehow. Like, everything he says comes off, everything by accident seems to have an effect into the plot. So, it feels very dreamlike, Mm. as if, like, this is all just, he's just dreaming. This is his, like, last few moments as he's bleeding out (laughs) on that country road. Effectively, yeah. Or... That he's, or, or, or some form of escapism, and mm. it reminds me very much. It it sort of threw a lot of nostalgia into in, into my brain as I was watching this, um, because I was thinking of like when I was a kid, and you're walking down, you walk into the shops with your mum, and but you're not in the shops because in your head you're a secret agent, and you're defeating all the bad guys around, but no one else can know. So like, no one else is in on it. And as your childlike imagination just runs rampant, you're there like shooting bad guys and capturing. I'm the protagonist of ca- my own story. Ca- catch- yeah, exactly. And everything around you, every there's villains around every corner, and you're like defeating them, but no one really sees what's going on. And then your real life merges it's like when with you're it. in the car and you're imagining somebody you're like running really running fast alongside. alongside. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. He's doing parkour over all yeah. the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Oh, I thought that was just me. <laughs> I'm I glad thought... that this isn't like an isolated thing. I thought I was crazy. And yeah. then people started being like, on Twitter, just like, oh yeah, did anybody else like uh, start imagining like Sonic uh... the Hedgehog outside your window running alongside the car? And I'm like, oh my God, we are not individuals. I know. <laughs> Everybody's had the same that... thought. Thank oh my God. Bloody God. That has just changed my Maybe it's just like outlook. A on life <laughs> your entire outlook on life yeah it's like, good we're all as absolutely batshit insane as each other yeah good <laughs> uh, oh yeah and sid kagano yeah. is the most batshit insane out of all of us because he is not only role-playing the person he wants to be he's role-playing the person he wants to be and apparently everything he says comes true and for me for the first three episodes, the penny didn't drop until episode three because I was like, oh, it's another power fantasy isekai. It's another protagonist who's like the best at doing whatever. He's got this whole slime thing that's going to make him super overpowered. And in my head, I was like, oh, the first episode was so sincere in having Sid be this like ally of justice and he's fighting against bandits and, and like molesters and whatever. And then to go to the fantasy world and he's still being super earnest. The joke didn't land until episode three when they actually start fighting like the cult of Diablos. And it turns out, oh, yeah. this is a real thing right? Yeah, that he's willed into existence. So for me, I was like, I was expecting this sincere isekai where he gets powerful and then he creates the evidence in Shadow Group and, and does whatever. But it seems like I I was hoodwinked because the whole joke is he's role-playing the guy he wants to be and the world is bending over backwards to make what he wants 
real, it seems. Yeah. At least it's, in it, first it, three Yeah, episodes. exactly, yeah. So, it, and it's really... Has he, is he now just like in a mental institution because he's been, he's got brain trauma from the car accident and now he's just talking to a wall and like, this is all going on in his head. Like, I I don't know how they're going to explain it off in the end. I'm really curious because it is really bizarre. Like, I think that's the biggest thing from this show. I'm just like, I I really want to know what is going on. What is, yeah, what's actually happening? Like, usually with Isekai, they have some sort of broken power, right? Like, yeah. Kirito is the best at using two swords. Or um, in Mishoka Tensei, Rudius is, like, he's applying himself from, from an early age, so he gets really good at magic. Here, it seems like he's getting the cake and getting to eat it as well. He's really good at magic and fighting, but also everything that he wants to happen is happening. <laughs> yeah. I But I wonder whether, like... It could even just keep twisting all the way along. And obviously, I haven't seen past episode three. I'm assuming you've seen it all. I have finished the season 20 yeah. episodes in. Cool. So I, I, I could see this just going, you know, th- now... Because he's, he's moved location so much. There's so much, like, in terms of the feel of... Like, he's gone from this real world thing to this medieval city where he's medieval village and now he's mm. in the city that is very modern looking in essence like it's oh, a lot yeah. more modern buildings and everything and they're going to school to learn these different skills and so there's lots of shifts in a, genre a high school into, arc yeah the high school arc and then like after a couple of episodes he'll get transported to something else and it'll be i don't know like a space adventure and he'll have to be the best space the best soldier spaceman ever <laughs> Yeah, like it could just keep jumping around as his whims and fancies take him um, on all these different, yeah, explorations. Could be a really cool sort of just um, isolated little adventure. Deconstruction of the genre. It's just, he, like, what do I want to do this week? I want to do sci fi. So Sid's going to go do some sci fi stuff. Oh, I want to do high fantasy. So here's some elves. Like, like it could go anywhere. Yeah. At this point. I don't think it will, but it it just hit. now, Now we've sort of like. Now I'm thinking about it. It probably won't. But do you know what I mean? It's just that the opportunities are there. And at this stage, I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. No idea. Yeah. It's cool. I, I think that's a bit of a barrier, though. Um, personally, because I didn't click with the, yeah. I guess, the joke yeah. of the, um, of, oh, he says something and then it becomes reality. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's taking itself so seriously at every single step, like from the music to the animation to yeah, the, the, classical the music. voice acting. Yeah, everything is like leaning itself to being like, I've been reincarnated. I'm serious about this. I'm going to like up level my skills and do this. And then he starts mentioning the Diablos cult and stuff like that. And the fact that he says it with such conviction, but then we hear his monologue about it being made up, but then it's an actual thing. But then it's not even like, it's not even just what he says. It's things that he does by accident. Like he gets lost and then... Walks, pointing on the map and stuff. Yeah, throw it, yeah, hitting the spot on the map. Oh, that must be the hidden base. And it is. It's like, that was really confusing because I was like, yeah. I was sitting there just being like, oh, what? so he's guessing. And then suddenly, like, there's conflict and there's actually people there. And I'm like, so was it a fluke or was the it. Matrix is rewri- the Matrix is rewriting itself around his character. It's around um, Sid, yeah. What's that? What's that? There's a film or a show or something, and I, I can't remember what it is, where, like, 
A bit. Oh, it's like the Truman Show. Everyone agrees with Truman. I was going to say like, Truman Show. Yeah, it's a bit like that. But I'm sure everything is like twisted to match. Like trying what he to perceives. try. Yeah, trying to convince him that. Oh no, it's fine. This is real. This is the real thing. Um, in that um new ish. Uh, Harry Styles film is is it the same? I think it's a very similar premise in that. Oh um, yeah, the big so spoilers for whatever the new Harry Styles yeah. film is. It's <laughs> call me by your name. Maybe no, that's the the gay one in France. <laughs> um, um, I, I, whatever it is, whatever it is. Yeah, the I one like with it. the one that like was played with issues like during the press tour. Like it turns out that it's a fake world. Don't worry, that darling. He's forced. Don't worry, darling. That's what it is. Um, yeah, it turns out it's like a fake VR world that he's forced his wife into. Wife to like experience. Yeah, yeah. and she's and very it's much the same kind of thing. Like she's very much sword art online, where she's like just laying in a bed, and he has to like clean and look after her while she's under. Um, yeah, it's a weird movie, man. Um, I haven't even seen it. I've just watched reactions to. <laughs> Yeah, I've just listened to uh, to commentaries on it. It yeah. doesn't sound like a good film. <laughs> I don't think it's terrible. I just think it's a bit. You've not really seen it. You can't say that you don't think it's terrible if you've I not seen it. I can't other people's reviews. Other people have said, <laughs> like, it's not terrible. But My opinion just... is informed by what I've seen. I will not make any judgment calls for myself. Well, I haven't seen it, so I can't. I can only go off what other people. Yeah, well, have said. Exactly. So we can't. So what, you, you can't. Let you me haven't say. seen it. You haven't seen it either. And you just said you don't think it's very good. How can you say that? It's I, not I very can good? say, I say like, it doesn't sound right. like a good movie. And I, I'm I, saying I, don't I think, think it, it sounds, sounds like an okay like movie. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're strawmanning me here. I think <laughs> this is. <laughs> you're using the same <laughs> argument. You haven't seen it either. We're on the same page here. Look, let's just, just you're all agree that, that, that Don't okay. Worry Darling is a bad movie. Let's just all just like agree with that flat cross and let's restart this relationship and start talking about The Eminence in Shadow. Okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Let's I mean, get back on track. That's distinctly what I didn't say, but fine. Yeah, let's go with it. Um, Eminence in Shadow just is... Just Gaslight. Yeah, clearly. Gaslight girl boss. Yeah. Wait, game, that was your idea. Gaming. What? <laughs> Will, what are you talking about? Moving on. You're crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, so you. So, Eminence and Shadow. Yeah, you liked the first part, and then and then it took this big shift, and we still don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of. Like, again, another, another, another sort of bit that was very odd was the moment when his entourage, his. Um, what do you call them? Mm. His, his um, two new friends. Yeah. No, I was going to say no? the. Um... Oh wait. Yeah, no, not the two new friends. The the entourage of uh, women that he has at the beginning before school. Um, ah, has the yes. um... shadow garden. Yes, the shadow garden, and then they just like up and mm. leave in normal clothes, and it's like he he blames he he's like. Well, everyone grows up and it refers back to the beginning when like people grow out of their fantasy of wanting to be the hero. These yeah, girls have grown up. He reckons up and that they're on. like they're done with his illusion, like where they're done with his role playing. But so, actually But then that that to me No. That to me well, maybe. I don't know. Like it's not explained. Like to me, that sort of reinforces the idea that this is all in his head, or this is like him playing make believe alongside reality. And it's like, mm. oh, 
we've actually got to this stage where these girls have had enough and he plays it off as they're going off into the world to explore for whatever else but then he's there's this narration and it's like yeah everyone grows up eventually so it sort of reveals that he knows that this isn't reality um and that they're just playing along and again like the scene when he throws the knife and he finds the hidden base it does very much feel like that um improv situation where you just say yes so like he he throws yes, the knife and. yeah yes and he's yes anding his way through like but so, but so are all the, so are the so are the other characters like she goes oh yeah that's where the base is you knew that hidden base was there wow let's go fix it and he's like yeah good acting yeah well done it it does yeah. just feel like a massive improv um it does and and a lot of sid's motivation and character work that we see throughout these first things is like i want to be the background character who has a secret side to him and he's explaining that to the audience the entire time and then when the lead shadow garden members leave it's like oh this isn't in the script yeah like like yeah a bit yeah It, it, it was very very jarring i think um yeah for me as a viewer to kind of come into it and be like, oh, here's the OP and it's showing all of these like big, like the seven women in an alternate dimension doing yeah, all these like exactly. weird superhero it things doesn't with fit. all this magic. <laughs> so they, they must be main characters only for them to just be kind of like in the background, just there. That, like we don't get any explanation for Alpha or or Beta or like any of the of the core signs. She was a, she just, was a weird squid thing. Oh, but, like... I have a, I have five more members now. Okay, cool. And then oh, we're leaving now. No, oh, they, okay. They're like aren't what? they like gods incarnate? <laughs> like they they seem that yeah. they, they talk about like, Sid has bestowed upon them the power of slime, mm. and of course. Slime, as we all know, thanks to Mishaka, uh, not Mashoka Tensei, that time I got reincarnated yeah. as a slime, yeah. is the most powerful ability that you can have. Yeah. And he's given it to these women, and they're just like, goodbye, we're going to just do our own thing now. And I'm yeah. like, what? What does that even mean? And then we just suddenly are dropped into this high school fencing arc, yeah. where he's like, I like your fencing, it's very ordinary. I'm like, this is not what I was promised. No, First I was promised a vigilante in the real world. Then I was promised like a kid who was going to become the strongest ever because he has prior memories and he can apply himself. Yeah. And now suddenly I'm like, oh, and now you're in a faux relationship with this woman to get two gold pieces a day for whatever. And I'm like, and pretend what like is he's a dog. going on? Yeah, I think um, I've cracked it now. Third theory. I think this is probably theory five or six to be honest by this point, but um, he's in a hospital bed and he's watching different shows and he's imagining himself in those shows. <laughs> he's just flicking through the channels <laughs> and he's, he's imagining himself in these worlds and he's the, he's in the background what, solving What everything. if today it was a high school rom-com? What yeah. if today it was an isekai? What yeah. if today it was just... Oh. Or maybe yeah, that's a, a, maybe a common theory for, for Pokemon. That what, all the... of Pokemon is just like Ash's... Yeah, like last thoughts. Yeah, as I the Spiro pluck out his eyeballs. Yeah, it's it's plausible. Yeah, it's plausible. But uh... it could happen. Do you know the last episode of Pokemon is airing this week? No, I didn't. Ash's journey is finally coming to an end. 
Until next time. They're replacing him. No, 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 like, dead ass. He's done. Dead ash. They're retiring ash. Dead ash. Dead ash. (laughs) (laughs) By retiring, they're just going to kill him. Just kill him off. Pikachu goes rogue. Like, it's just going to, like... Fade to white and then just open in a hospital bed. <laughs> Professor, Professor, tubes yeah. Professor Oaks there like, Pikachu just shocked him one too many times. It was just that last shock that got him. <laughs> I knew he should have been grounded. <laughs> His mum's there just crying. Yeah. And Oaks like putting like a, a like a suspicious hand around the mother. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's Okay. Don't worry. Yeah. Mm. We're here to support him. It's like a weird, yeah. weird twist. Um, so, Eminence's Shadow, Dark. what do, do we... Like, I've, I've sort of run out of steam with it a little bit. I don't really know yeah, what else there is it's to say. Just that it's very bizarre. There's not enough there. I think the, the crux is... It starts very strong with a, like a really interesting concept of this vigilante. And then... <laughs> a vigilante. <laughs> Enchanté. Yeah. Enchanté. Uh, Omelette du fromage. Oh, oh. I speak a, a little bit of the French. Oh, oh, oh. Do you like a scargot? I like a, a scargot with some garlic. I'm going to stop before France cancels me. Yeah. Um, Good idea. It starts with a really strong premise of this vigilante, and then everything else, it's almost like it's trying to like claw back airtime to kind of actually introduce the proper premise of the show, which is I what? say something, it becomes reality, but also I but, want to be a background but, character, but, but I also that, want to be the protagonist. But does that happen and in episode three? There's too much. No. Like, does, does he say stuff and it happen in episode three? Because it doesn't feel like it does. He sort oh, of loses oh, a when bit he's of, at th- He loses a bit of control because, like, she... Yeah. She forces him to be his a, it's the a boyfriend. Stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. She forces him to be a boyfriend now, and he's like, "I'm not really about this." And then, like, stuff happens, and he seems really annoyed about it. Like, it's not going the way he wants. And then, she, she disappears, and he's sort of like under, he's 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 being questioned and stuff as the last, he's a suspect for her kidnapping mm. or whatever. And yeah, then it it just feels like he's maybe I don't I can't think of an instance in episode three when he. Something goes his way. He's in control. Yeah. yeah. No, episode three is showing off his, I guess, idealized version of what he wants to do. It's it's him as the background character. It's him playing the role of a bit part, which he wants to be. Like, he wants to be the bit part that is also the protagonist when you don't understand it. So episode three is kind of, I guess, setting up the premise of the whole show. But that's episode three. Like, if you were watching this on Japanese TV, if, like, as it was airing, you'd be like, oh, cool, we're going to get, like, a gritty, grounded guy fighting against bandits. Oh, but he's been reincarnated. Okay, okay cool, we're going to get, like, a guy, like, Mishoka Tensai, who's building... Oh, oh, but he's now... Now he's at high, high school. Like, it pulls the rug almost yeah. too many times for you to commit <laughs> so to, what like, you're saying what is it shows pu- about you're just pissed off mate you're just annoyed that the show I am pissed off like what is this show what does it want to be I want it to but be th- can you just one. enjoy the ride that's my question like, I can enjoy the ride and, and I, I clearly did because I, I kept going with the rest yeah. of the show I'm but 
I just want it to be more consistent. But maybe it's not about consistency, this show. Maybe the whole premise is that it is a bit sort of off the wall. Like, if you want consistency, dude, go watch another show. I mean, every show's got its niche. Oh, I don't I, know. I'm just saying, well, like, you want Plain Jane? Go watch Rugrats. Like, <laughs> go watch Sword Art. <laughs> yeah, go watch Sword Art. <laughs> My go-to show. What did Rugrats. you think then? Like, like, with each episode almost, like, being completely different genre-wise, how did mm. that make you feel towards the show? So I'll be honest, I didn't like the initial arc as much as you. So I think I wasn't that annoyed when it when it changed. So Shifty. I thought it was interesting. Mm. Um, but again, I felt like the main girl, I, I, I felt it was slipping into the typical trope where the main girl was just a damsel in distress because she sort of just relied on this hidden mysterious figure to save her. And I was like, okay, so yeah. he's, the, he's the guy we're going to follow. Um, and she's just there as sort of damsel in distress mode and then it shifted and i was like okay this is interesting we're going into this isekai world it's very mushoku tensei in the way the baby just wakes up and then like he remembers everything and then they don't even play off that at all like they don't even show yeah, no, it just skips it just skips to like him being grown and it had no impact and that i think that's what confused me the most like the first they don't even they, they show one very brief snippet of a scene when they show the truck hitting him again but bar that, yeah. there is no reference to his previous life whatsoever. So it's very much like that wasn't needed in anything even to set up any character things because we go over his whole premise of wanting to be a background character again in episode two, I think, or three. So there's or both. Yeah. So there's no there's no narrative purpose to that, and there's no he doesn't take anything from his existing from his previous life. There's nothing that he benefits from. He doesn't seem to be any different based on where he is now from it you know there's nothing there's nothing influencing him in this new world from his previous life so it's completely pointless at this stage like it could come yeah. back it could come back and sort of loop around and i am surprised they didn't drop things in like i don't know flashbacks or cutscenes where it like alludes to what was going on previously but yeah, I, something I think, from the the regular world that yeah. is informing why he's acting like he is now. Like again, like Mushoku Tensei, like why we yeah. find out about him not leaving the village, and like why he has like issues. His, with the big problems. thing about Mushoku is that his original personality has a direct impact on everything that happens because he's able to yeah. train because he's conscious from a he's got you know um, yeah social he's mm. got awareness from from birth and his insecurities and things influence the plot and his desires and everything like that it all directly links whereas this apart from the desire to be a background hero which is all which is re-established in the second episode anyway there's nothing um so yeah i don't know i think it's i i'm willing to give it a try because i think it's trying to break new ground i feel like it's trying to do something a bit different mm. and i think it's i'm intrigued a lot more than anything i understand your criticisms around okay. it but i think yeah. because it is weird and it's like a bit jarring but i'm willing to give it the chance to sort of grow because i feel like they are trying to do something new and with that there's always going to be a bit of discomfort and a bit of uncanny Mm. Caddy Valley is not the right phrase, but you know what I mean. Just a bit. Caddy Valley, growing pains, maybe. Yeah, like yeah, growing pains. It's it's trying to figure out what it wants to be initially, and then 
But also, the, I think it's always the benefit of like in hindsight, you've seen all twenty. You don't seem seem any more happy about it, but that could just be a good act <laughs> for like not to spoil things for me. But I could see this having revelations and things later down the line that when you look back, it all makes sense. Um, mm. But who yeah. knows? I'll say I'll say non-spoilery. Like I enjoyed my time with the show. Like it's. It's interesting. It takes things in a new direction. It's not just your typical isekai um, power fantasy power trip. And I have to give it props for that, to be fair. Um, But based on the first three episodes, like, it is so wild. You you are swinging left to right to left to right, like, constantly. But is that something that's interesting? Yeah. Like, I'm compelled by the first episode... As much as I'm compelled by episode two, I think episode three is maybe the weakest because it's now like time to go to high school. Da da. Yeah. Like, but also we know so much about Sid at this point and like what's going on in his headspace and kind of the fact that the world does seem to be bending to his whims that. Is this just another part of that? Is it like is the world bending to give him this normal experience where he is the the dog that jumps for the coins? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, is that a normal experience for you, Sam? Ah, <laughs> you know, depends how much you pay me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's not go there. Um... So we're looking at this. Does it get in the universe? It's a really tricky question because everything we've said could go either way. Like it depends whether mm. the intrigue and the off the wallness and the uniqueness of this show could do everything we want to hook a noob and a novice. However, those things, those traits could also very quickly turn someone off. And I think it, it is a full on coin flip. It is, yeah. it is a 50-50 gamble. Yeah. And I think it, it depends what's, which side we want to air on. Do we want, because I think, pers- if I, I know which side you fall on. You, you, you're definitely on a sort of... I'm on, I'm on the not side. So and, if and I, I feel played... Like you're on the, on the letter in side. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll play, I'll play devil's advocate because I'm not, I'm not sold on either one. But if I play devil's advocate for the purpose of the podcast, um, I think... Hmm. If you if you are not jaded by the experience, you know, having watched loads of different animes and loads of different isekais, then there's every mm. chance you watch this and shut up. Um, every, <laughs> yeah, damn it, Siri. I don't a- need your opinion on this. I want Will's opinion on this. <laughs> there's every chance that this is intriguing enough to hug you. I think like there's every chance of that because you haven't seen any of the tropes. So it's like, wow, this ki- this is pulling me left from right. I I don't know what's happening here. I, I want to see what, how it turns out. And there is, there's nothing too absurd in, there's nothing too off the wall and absurd that I don't think people could buy into. There's romance, there's mm. uh, s- supernatural powers. There's um, some kick-ass sword fights. There's some fun there world are. building. And there's this weird dark um, Daredevil style uh, movie for the first 20 minutes. 
I don't know. The first 20 minutes, and then and then it disappears forever. Mm. <laughs> but... But I think you're right. I think that the broad nature of it, there's enough here. It's not dipping into such egregious tropes that mm. it can turn somebody away. But also, it is interesting to see, one, grounded real-world hero, two... Grounded real world hero coming into it and like applying that to the fantasy world, and then three living, I guess, his dream. Like, he wants to be a background character, so he becomes that in episode three. And we see what would it look like for somebody who has immense power to pretend to be a slacker, to pretend to be a a normal background character. And I think for a lot of people. This could be really interesting. This could, could be something it be that... the greatest gateway show of all time? Because you could literally show them it and go, "What was your favourite bit?" And if they like the first bit, you can go, "Well, watch this." If they like the Isakinus, you could like go, "Oh, watch the, watch Mushoki Tensei." If you if or if you like the romance bit, watch um, what's the uh, the comedy one that you really love? Um, Kaguya, Lo- Lovers War, yeah, Kaguya Sama, yeah. Um, watch that. Uh, you know, there's lots of elements here, lots of different it's, shifts it, around. It, it's the litmus test. Yeah. So, like, what did you like from these first three episodes? Yeah. Let me show you to something. So, it as a show itself maybe <laughs> isn't great, yeah. Yeah. but as a as as something to then figure out what yeah. you want to recommend to somebody. Yeah. Nobody it's watches like the, really good. Nobody watches the litmus test and thinks it's a great show. So, it's the same principle. <laughs> <laughs> if you use it as a tool. <laughs> oh my yeah. god oh my god that that that's like 4d chess levels yeah. of uh <laughs> thinking about it but also yeah it's a good enough reason for me to yeah. put it in the animus you know what i, th- I think <laughs> based off of that yeah you've cajoled me around like okay. you've actually managed to convince me of it so touche well played yeah fine it gets in if only with the asterisks that it's used to find the <laughs> yeah. true gateway show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, shall we move on? So well done, Eminence in Shadow. You've got into the universe on a technicality. Um, we a are technicality. now going to we're now going to move on and just chat about what we've been up to outside of the show. So, uh, Sam, what have you been up to this week? Um, anything interesting? Um. Yes. Oh, good. Great. All right. And thank you all for listening. <laughs> and that's and we'll it. And then that's the show for today, everybody. Like, goodbye. No. Uh, so I, as we talked about up top with our uh, our mini segment at the beginning, I've been building oh, Gundam. a lot of Gumpler, uh, Gumpler this week. Like, I built two separate models, and I'm uh, halfway through building my third. But also, whilst I was doing that, I caught up on The Mandalorian. Oh, wow. I have not seen this yet. Maybe I should watch that and we can talk about it. Have point. you not watched The Mandalorian? You've not I've watched wa- the, even the first season? No, I've watched the first season. I, uh, when does Luke come into it? Is that the end of season one? Uh, season that two? is season two. So I've watched end the of first, season two. So I've watched the first two seasons. I didn't watch the Book of... Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. And, yeah. Which I know so is basically I, I Mandalorian season, 3. Yeah, which is basically Mandalorian 3. So I watched... Uh, Mandalorian season two, and then the book of Boba Fett. Whilst I was building uh, these Gunpla, and you know what? 
they're solid. They're good space westerns. There's like Pedro Pascal is amazing. I have all of The Last of Us ready to go uh, to watch uh, that that he's in. And, right, yeah. yeah. It's just been it's just more moves. Star Wars. Yeah. It is making moves. It's like it's apparently HBO's maybe best performing series since Game of Thrones. Wow. Which is wild. Like yeah. for it to be that successful. Like that is crazy. Um so I'm excited. I played the game, I loved the game. They also got back a bunch of the uh the voice actors and the mocap actors from the games to actually play oh, characters cool. in the show. Did you play the game? Yeah, like Yeah. I've played uh the first one I got on PS4, I got the remaster because it came out on PS3. Uh, so I played the PS4 remaster and then I got Last of Us Part 2 uh, for PS5 uh, when it came out. Incredible games. The story and like the character work is absolutely astounding. Like it is, and everybody says that. Like I know that I'm like a broken record here okay. saying like, oh, The Last of Us is one of the best game- things ever. But I think it's because it is well-worn tropes and it's well-worn stories like older man takes in violent kids like father daughter whatever but the way it's executed and the way that it like pl- plays out and like pans out is just it's visceral it gets straight to the point and it is effective like it, it is a good video game story the gameplay I I also have played shooters from 2005. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing new going on with the gameplay. It is 100% the story that matters. I think that's, that's why the show has been so lauded is okay, because yeah, yeah. it's taking the story, it's expanding on the story. Because obviously, if you're playing the game, you can't then have like a 40-minute flashback to why this character is doing what he's doing. Yeah. But in the show you can you can do that. Yeah. And being freed from the gameplay aspect of it mm. means that you can delve into the story in more detail. And, it's almost like you know, good stories should be told in movie and series forms, like I was talking about last week with RPGs. Yeah, but also, you know, like I get to shoot, I get to shoot a weird zombie. You said in the, the face gameplay is mad, minutes, so but the story's good. Like, yeah. So watch the story. Look, look at me, like catching myself in my own trap. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Look, like yeah. I am a big pioneer for um, pioneer, maybe not pioneer, but I'm a big <laughs> advocate for yeah. video game stories are just as relevant as any other kind of form of storytelling. Yeah, okay. The Last of Us, and I guess the new God of War, as we talked about last time, they suit HBO and that style of storytelling more than. Um, gameplay the gameplay is fine but the story is why you play those games yeah okay. like gameplay wise you want to play something like i don't know halo <laughs> or hogwarts legacy <laughs> or hogwarts legacy yeah i know i still need to watch that uh review that you sent me uh, yeah. about it please do because it was he compared a lot to god of war um what's the recent ragnarok yeah i think so um and he he, he I don't know. It's really interesting. Anyway, yeah, cool. So, um, what was that yeah. we were talking about? Um, the Last of Us. Good. Uh, okay. Last of Us. Yeah, good stuff. Watch it, play it, do whatever. How about you? What have you been up to? 
Um, so I have been uh, watching. I, I've been actually going back. Speaking of speak of the devil, I've been going back and trying to power through Game of Thrones. Um, oh, yeah. That theme music is so good and so long. Um, it, it's yeah. So did basically, you finish the original Game of Thrones. No, I never did. So I watched it at uni oh. when I was. Um, when it was coming out, when it was airing, we used to have, we were one of those um, groups that watch parties, came watch like parties, every yeah. Sunday, yeah, download yeah. it, get it on the big yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, that was all fun. And then like uh, when my living situations changed and I didn't have Sky anymore and stuff, I just dropped off. And um, so I think I got to like season two or three and then never watched anymore. Mm. And I know, and, and the thing is when, when all the sort of critics come out and everyone, you know, the quality dips a lot in, I know, later series. Like season five plus, yeah. Yeah, but I still just want to, I've always said, and I keep going back and I start from the beginning and I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is, so much happens in it. And I'm like, and then I drift off again. Um, so I've, I've skipped season one because I've watched it about four times and never got past, <laughs> you know, never, never got further than that, season two. That was me with episode one. Like I watched episode <laughs> yeah, one yeah. of Game of Thrones about five times until I finally was just like, fuck it. I'll just, I'm going to commit. I'm just going to yeah. watch all of it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in season, I'm coming to the end of season two now and I'm just going to keep going. And that's, that's fun. It's, um, it's interesting to like different things happen at different times from what I remember. Like there's certain parts I'm like, oh, I thought that came much later or I thought that had happened ages ago. Like the Kingslayer still got his hand and I'm like, well, when does he lose his hand? Like, he's oh yeah. Lose yeah, his yeah. Hand. Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. Um, it's also F1 season now. We're up to race two today Ooh. and it's so exciting. I love the F1 season. We've got, um, the Are you playing and- along with your new wheel? No, I haven't played that for a while. I keep it; it's looking at me all the time, and I'm I'm going to get on it. But I've just been so busy with work and stuff that I, because it, it's it's one of those games that you can't just sit and do in the background. You need the sound it's to hear you actively engage, like you yeah, need full experience. You do because you need to hear the engine for the gear shifts and stuff. It's a bit like um, Fortnite wow, and stuff where you need depth. Well, you can, don't have to play it like that. If you've got like, you can put your automatic gearbox on. But yeah, if you want immersion, you want to be able to like listen to the to to the revs and stuff so you can just like in a normal car um so yeah um definitely gonna get back on that (laughs) um i definitely want to get back on that at some point but yeah the f1 season is really exciting because uh although red bull are flying away with it like it's race two and they in qualifying yesterday they were over a second ahead of anyone. Verstappen was like 0.9 tenths ahead of his teammate and the rest of the field. And that in Formula One terms, that's a mile. And everyone else, like the rest of the pack was within like half a second of each other. So like him to, he was more, he was was further away than the rest of the field were to everyone else sort of thing. Um, But how's Hamilton doing? So he, so Mercedes aren't doing great, but the mid, this sort of like second, third, fourth, fifth teams, there's, it's still all up for grabs and it's so tight. We have no idea what's going to happen really in terms of who's going to come out on top. Ferrari are there. Aston Martin are team two at the minute. Aston Martin were rookies coming into last season and they did poor last season and they've got Fernando Alonso this year and they are hitting those times. They are coming out as the second best team. So they've just come out of nowhere and just are smashing it. Their car is phenomenal. And they are the only ones that really look like challenging Red Bull this year at the minute. 
Um, obviously, there's a long way to go, but it's phenomenal to see that newcomer just blow up. And then you've got Mercedes and Ferrari and like uh, McLaren have dropped off a lot. But even so, they got they got a racer. Oh, really? They got someone into P8. Weren't, weren't they like top top of the... So they haven't been, they haven't been top for like... Weren't they? They haven't been top for like 50, 10, 50, since, since Lewis Hamilton won the championship with them like 15 years ago or whatever, um, or 12 years oh. ago or whatever. And then well, he I thought moved, they were always like a competitor, right? They've always, they've always tried to, so they've been sort of mid table, third, fourth, fifth sort of reign for, for, for that whole time. They've never dropped off totally. This time they're struggling. Mm. Um, but again, they're, they're like this last, this last qualifying yesterday, they got um a race they got um piastri into p8 which is pretty good considering you're competing with all of the big teams as well so it is very much all up for grabs no one really knows what's going to happen so it makes it very exciting watching and verstappen's car verstappen's car broke yesterday in qualifying so he was he was supposed to be p1 for a sir everyone was like yeah it's, it's definitely there he's a second ahead of anyone else and he was flying and then in q2 his car um, had a fault and he had to retire the car. So he, it starts P15 and Leclerc, who is Ferrari's um, first driver, he's got a 10 place penalty. So he's down to 12th. So like they're going to be coming through Holy the shit. pack and we've got Alonso so on the front row like in second. Cutting through. Yeah. Like, so they're going to be battling to get back to the Yeah. Podium. It just like, makes it so much more exciting. Shit. Yeah. It's going to be a fun race That's today. That's cool. So very exciting. Yeah. So fun Ooh. stuff. Anyway, F1 gushing Excellent. aside, we'll leave it there for this week, Sam. Um, <laughs> thank you all you for listening. F1 gush here. I know. Thank you. If you've made it this far, especially, like, shout outs to you. Yeah. Hit us up. David. <laughs> Don't freak David out like that. I've told you to stop doing that. Keep messaging me saying, can, can Sam stop calling me out? <laughs> <laughs>